Welcome back to the Crooked Spine Show. Is there a way to train remotely that can competently get you stronger, get you more fit, and help your mindset stay positive so you get your results and then maintain them? Ali Covington has maintained and started and created a software-based training program that includes a trademark nutritional system too to help you get to your results you want. He's also a certified psychologist and allows you to understand to get you in the mindset of starting, maintaining, and again, staying in a routine so your body can get healthy physically, mentally, and also medically. In this talk today, the highlights, we start with her background, along with understanding the mindset of what, what stops people from either start working out or even when they stop, what's the mindset there, and what is negative self-talk and how it hurts your training program along with understanding how her system, her nutrition system, her step progression steps helps you fight the cravings and changes your body's metabolic rhythm to allow you to not crave the things you normally crave or adjust them to certain different foods. Also too, how do we help people that have diabetes type two, that are post COVID or post vaccine problems too, to help their body heal and get stronger and help get off the medications. We also end with two, is as pandemic has one thing has been a benefit, it's getting people to get healthier, but on their own. They're getting used to online training, getting used to training with people, maybe, maybe via video or via talk or text to get understand how to get and stay healthy long term. So listen to Kelly Covington's talk. She's very phenomenal. She's very educated and a lot of experience and understand how she can help you get there and stay there with her online training along traditional true trademark traditional program too. So do I talk to my friends again the show notes has highlights to the full video, the podcast links too along the previous podcast. Get yourself healthy and stay healthy. Enjoy the week. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Hello again audience. This is Dr. Tony. I'm a chiropractor in Upland. This is Ali, I'm, and I run the Crooked Spine Show. That's I'm a host of. We're talking right now. I want to find out Ali's information. And Ali, where are you looking again? What part of Orange County? I'm in Orange. I'm in Aliso Viejo. She's in Aliso Viejo, so she's super further than me. So we're on StreamYard or Zoom today. We want to find out how do we help people? Because you help my clients tremendously, even where she lives versus where where my client lives, uh, where my patient is. A lot of how do we get our mindset ready and maintain that mindset along with the physicality. To make better results, right? All of us want to get healthier. We want to get to where we feel good at a good weight for us, whatever that is. So our confidence builds up. We can do our day. But I want, I want Ali to help me understand and patient understand. Coming in, this is middle of January now, after January 2022. How do we now, if we haven't yet, get into routine, get things going? So Ali, give me some of your background. We talked about some of your show notes, but give me your background. So my background is I started off my whole fitness journey in college mm -hmm. as a personal trainer when I was pre-med. Mm, I was okay. a bio major and um, yes. I, I got certified as a personal trainer and teaching gr group exercise classes because I thought that would pay better than waiting on tables. <laughs> and it did. And so it, I started it because I thought, well, if I'm going to be in the gym, making sure that I'm staying fit and not mm -hmm. getting the freshman 10, because that's mm -hmm. what it was in the 90s, not the freshman mm -hmm. 50. <laughs> like it is today. Um, I didn't want to gain the freshman 10. And so I thought, well, maybe I get paid. I get mm -hmm. paid for doing something I'm going to be doing anyway. And I right. uh, didn't realize how passionate I'd become about it. Didn't realize how good I would be at it. Mm -hmm. And um, so I worked my way through my bachelor's and my master's degree teaching, you know, and training. 
and I have a master's in counseling psychology. Mm-hmm. Took a year off between my undergrad and my grad and applied for law school, got in mm-hmm. and changed my mind and went and got a master's in psychology instead. And it made me a much better trainer. Made me the number one trainer three years straight at the club That's I was awesome. working at. Yeah, it's, I have some funny anecdotal stories behind all of that. But well, in, in using that training, that degree, the master's degree especially, and then also your experience as a trainer, at that point, what made you want to author a book and do software? Ooh, I wanted to reach more people. Good. So uh, fast forward a little bit. Um, I went, I diverted from fitness for a little while to go build a financial planning business Mm -hmm. because I wanted to have a family and have more time and be a good mom for my kids. And I knew that training in the club for, you know, trading dollars for time wasn't going to allow me to do that long term. So one of my clients in the club, who is a really wealthy guy, said, you need to go into finance. And I thought, no way. Are you kidding me? You're 20-something, right? At this point, you're still 20-something? I am. Yeah. And he said, no, you really should. And I was like, no, because all I knew about finance was what you see in the headlines. And those are never good. Mm. Right? What year is this? What year is this? Uh, this is, I, I got my master's in 2001. Okay. So I finished with my master's yeah. in 2001. I started into finance right then. I was getting my licenses right as I was finishing my master's because why not do three things at once? Why not work full time, finish up your master's and get licensed? I mean, why not? That seems wow. logical, right? And uh, and so I I, uh, I stayed training for a couple of years and finally started working in financial services around 2003. But people always knew that I was a personal trainer. And they, so they'd come to me for advice and they'd say, you know, what can I do to get in shape, Ali? What can I do here and there? And they were never people that lived next door to me. They were always people from all over Southern California, all over the country. So they had actually probably met you in the group exercise training, then also moved on to their world, wherever yeah. the city is. And now they go, okay, come back to you. So that's why I wrote the book and the software. Mm-hmm. But going back to that, originally in 2000, sorry, 1997, I created the first group exercise weight training class because I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to personal train more people faster. So it's always been a thing for me to want to scale my expertise. And the software really did that. It really does that right now. It's it's taking all of my knowledge, all of my expertise, and it's dumped into a bunch of ones and zeros that we've mm-hmm. you know created an algorithm and a database and everything that creates custom personal training workouts with physical therapy interventions for contraindications. What? So yes, and awesome. I have a licensed physical therapist write those. So all the videos have voiceovers so that it can guide you completely through your entire set. So if you just hit that video every single time, it'd be like Mm -hmm. having me right there with you, giving you the cues, you know, like pull your belly button in, push through your heels, shoulders back, all of that stuff that I would normally do if I'm meeting you in the gym. Good. And you're getting, you're getting, we're also helping someone. Okay. What happens when we go to the gym? They start Mm -hmm. to hurt. They start waking up scar tissue. That injury back in high school, the knee injury, now you've woken everything up doing leg press squats. Mm-hmm. And you said physical therapy allows them now, okay, we have that. Let's get over that to reach your final goal so you don't quit. You don't you don't stop. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Because that wow. always happens. Mm-hmm. Everyone. We, all of Everyone. us, right? Exactly. But I'd rather have a chance of injury working out, the chance of leaning over, picking up a pen off the floor, and then throwing my back out. Exactly. I'd be bad. I'd be embarrassed myself. I'd be embarrassed. Right? 
Oh man, I, I had a colleague once we were, he was regaling me with the story of how he ended up with back surgery because mm -hmm. he twisted inside of a booth, restaurant booth to pick mm -hmm. up his toddler and did this and completely threw his back out. And I went, man, you need to work on your core. <laughs> and, and people don't think, people think that was the incident. That was building up over time. It was. So that was the that was the accident, but wasn't the actual injury. No, it definitely wasn't the injury. Yeah. And when you're dealing with your clients too and getting them started, what's your biggest fear of working out? My biggest fear or of working out. The patients or your clients. Oh, the patient's biggest fear of working out. Um, I think that they think it's gonna take more time than out of their out of their day than it really does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They really want to. But then they're like, how am I going to fit this in? That's the biggest struggle that most people find is, well, when am I going to do it? And how long is it going to take? And it doesn't take that long. 40 minutes. You get a full workout in, right? 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we got to carve out the time for it. And people, people just put other things, other priorities in place of their own health until something tragic or dramatic happens and they get a huge wake up call. It's almost they find a why to work out or the why hits them yeah. to work out. So and what I've noticed about people psychologically, because this goes back to your first question that you started down when we first started talking, is most people psychologically, we are all hardwired to avoid pain, mm -hmm. right? I, I hurt. I want to get away from hurting. But once we no longer hurt, we don't usually turn toward pleasure and run toward pleasure, mm -hmm. right? Great, Especially yep. when we have to do something that physically hurts to bring us pleasure. So shifting that mindset from, okay, I want to not be injured, heavy, on medications. I want to not be here and sw okay. switching it. And once we get there, switching it back to now I want to have better sex, better relationships, better, 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 better. And, and like tr just trying to drive up the score is what I call it. Right. It's almost, you want to become more confident in your overall day. Yeah. But so, most people don't reach toward their own personal greatness. Wow. Wow. So this is about that. Right. And if you can do it physically, you can do it in business. You can do it in your family. You can make all of those changes, which seems so much more difficult especially if we don't have control over our bodies. If we don't have control over our ability to go work out and keep pushing, even when we've already got the results that we think we have, that we wanted, how are we going to trust ourselves to go reach for anything else more in life? It's almost, you need that discipline that you can, you can gain from working out to feel uncomfortable. Then you can get comfortable with that, be that, that level of, if you want to call it fitness, and then and then get that portrayed in your overall life, your family life, your business life, yes. your, your personal endeavors, whatever you want to do. Yeah. What words do you want people to stop saying to prevent them to get to that point? When I start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've already started. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, why are we what what? Because when you start, the starting line is when you've mm -hmm. got it all perfect. No, 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 no. Don't confuse the end for the beginning. Mm -hmm. Right. Good. And so that's, that's the thing I hear most people say when I start or when this happens, I will start or when whatever it's like, well, then I guess you're not ever going to have it. And it's almost, you want to go and, and I always get to, I want to start, but I have this to take care of, but yes. I have two kids, but I'm like, 
that's great. Then how do you want to get there? You you've set yourself up with a with a the mindset already of failure versus okay how versus saying how do I do it? Right. How do I get there? How do I get the advice from Alan? Go. How do I get this thing going? Well, and one of the things that's very difficult for any parent to try to mm-hmm. swallow this pill is you have to put yourself first, right? So when you when you get on an airplane and they say you put the mask over yourself, then mm-hmm. you help anybody else. And our minds automatically say, no, I've got to protect my baby first. I've got to do everything for them first. But they don't realize that they're going to pass out in the mm-hmm. meantime. And now they don't have a parent. And that's the whole reason behind it. So shifting that instinctive mindset from I do for them first, their needs come before mine to this is a need that they need me to be my best. So I've got to take care of me first and then I take care of them. Right. When we get up in the morning, we don't automatically just go get our kids taken care of. We get a cup of no. coffee first. Right. Well, we go least. to the bathroom. We take care of our immediate needs mm-hmm. and then theirs. And mm-hmm. that's and exercise and diet are critical. They're in that same vein. How are you going to be around for your grandkids? And what if you are, but you're in a walker or you're mm-hmm. just kind of you're bent over, you're osteoporotic, you're hobbling along because of all of your surgeries and you're not any, you're not, you're a, you're a shadow of your former self when you were a parent. That's the kind of grandparent you want your grandkids to see. You're alive, mm-hmm. but your quality of life is way down here versus yeah. where it could be if you take care of it now. Exactly. And it all starts in our minds. Mm-hmm. It's all a mindset thing. And I don't know of any other trainers that actually have a master's in counseling. I've heard of people having a bachelor's in psychology and being a trainer. I met one of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, but undergrad psych work is all very clinical. It's not counseling based. So there's no ability to get to the root of it. So when I hear, I, he- I listen for things, I hear what people are saying, and then I know exactly what their mentality is and how to shift it and fix it. But if I didn't have that training, that active listening and being able to ask questions to guide them back so that they find their way back instead of me just telling them what to do, Doesn't they work. have to find their way back. And so that training has made it um, a really beautiful marriage in terms of fitness so that I can do that for people. And I do it completely remotely now. I don't need anybody in the gym. I can't reach enough people if I do that, if I spend my time there. So it'd be very limiting, but that's why I built the software. So now I can train anybody from anywhere. And instead of having conversations about, okay, we're gonna go do this exercise for this many reps and blah, blah, blah. Now I can have more meaningful conversations that dive deeper into the rest of their world that has as much impact on their on their fitness on their workout mm-hmm. as me being as me showing up there does right the yeah. rest of our environment is what's influencing us and if i'm only talking to them during their workouts it's not that effective there isn't very much time because if i'm if i'm pushing you through your workout the way you should be you're not going to have any breath to talk with me about deeper more <laughs> more well, you shouldn't yeah you right. should if you work it out hard enough Right. Plus, we're in a public environment, so you're not going to get into some of that stuff that's really hurting your heart at the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, so it's been really, really wonderful to be able to do that. And when I thought about this in 2009, the technology wasn't there to do mm. what I wanted to do. And it wasn't until COVID that people actually started paying attention to remote training as a legitimate and as legitimate as meeting me in the gym. 
It's no mm -hmm. different. My clients go, well, it's like having Allie in my pocket right here. There she is. And then they can communicate with me on, on, you know, better issues. Well, I think a lot of it is you're like, you're saying you're hitting them ahead. People had to adapt if they yes. want to stay healthy. Okay. I want to work out, but how do I do it without being with Allie? How do I do it without being my normal trainer? Trainers yeah. that have like yourself who have adapted you even more long-term now are seeing the benefits and someone goes, you know, this is a lot easier for me to do it at home mm -hmm. at my own personal space and talk to Allie on the side. So I know I'm doing it right. Exactly. And now my clients can work out at the gym or at home, whatever mm -hmm. suits their needs. They still get the same workout, still progressive. It's still meeting them at their particular stage and taking them through it. It's, it's like if I was to be everywhere all at once and whatever my mm -hmm. client's space of need is, here I am suddenly materializing, which is, which is really great. Well, it allows people to see, okay, I'm going to reach Allie when I have this going on, but overall I have a program set up for me to continue again, not only like you had mentioned, getting out of pain, feeling like I'm at the way I want to be, I feel stronger, but how do I maintain that when I get stressed, when I have a family crisis, when I have a job issue, so I don't fall off track. I can, hey, Allie, hey, Allie goes, hey, you didn't check in today. What's going on? Where are you? Yes. You know? And they also have their custom, you know, nutrition program mm -hmm. all nice. in the same place. Talk about that. How did that nutrition program work? Okay. So I created the, the calculations that I know okay. work for my clients long-term. It's based on good biochemistry. It's based on um, illness prevention, chronic illness prevention, and or restoration back to health if they do have one. Okay. I've, done, I've looked at all of the diets from cardiologists, endocrinologists, oncologists and um, and put them all together, neurologists. And I've taken all of their overlapping best practices and then taken my understanding of, of psychology and what clients actually need in order to be able to implement some of these quote unquote diet plans and mm -hmm. taken it out of being a diet and just put it into, here's the, here's the protein that we wanna hit, mm -hmm. oils we wanna hit, here's how much we want to restrict the bad carbs Mm -hmm. And the land animal fat. So I distinguish between land animal fat and oils, which yeah, my clients are like, you're the only one I know that does that. I said, well, that's because they behave very differently inside your body. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so they know what they're, they can have up to a certain amount of all of these things, but these things over here have as much as you want, tons of fruits and veggies. And so it's a gut healthy diet. It's uh, it's an endocrine, it's an endocrine healthy diet, heart healthy yeah. Uh, mind healthy diet. It's not a diet. It's just a way of eating. Cause I mean, I have chili cheese fries in my recipes on the app. Yes. Yes. All my clients are like, Oh my God, I love these chipless nachos. I'm like, yeah. And then you can even <laughs> add a few chips in too. Right. If you like them. Um, but the chipless nachos are really pretty good. So it's all, I'm a foodie. I come mm -hmm. from a couple of parents that love to cook and okay. taught me how and uh, but the recipes are all very simple very tasty but very very healthy so you kind of awesome. go am i i'm eating health food wait a what? second what this is, is this great. you have steak and potatoes on there you have cheesecake <laughs> on there what <laughs> i do when you mentioned to you you help people that are for example that may be on medications for say type 2 diabetes or things like that walk me through how you walk someone through a medical condition where they've been medicated now they go, hey, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of feeling this way. Allie, what do I do? We're going to get you on. Uh, we're First, we're going to fix your gut. 
whatever the motility issue is, whatever Mm -hmm. the microbiome dysfunction issue is, we're going to fix that while you stay on your medication, while you start doing your workouts, while you start changing your eating habits, Mm -hmm. while we start getting used to. So I'm going to replace that sugar craving with French fries. We're going to do a stepwise progression into healthier eating habits, but changing the gut microbiome really exemplify it really accelerates that because your gut is going to work against you. If it's dysbiotic, mm-hmm. it's going to make getting a, getting rid of those cravings extremely difficult. And it's going to mm-hmm. feel like you're swimming uphill. That's the best way I can describe it, really swimming uphill. So so once we fix that and once and we start with is it a do you have a motility issue like mm-hmm. heartburn, nausea, cramping, bloating, uh, diarrhea, constipation. Those are motility issues. Uh We fix the motility issue first over the course of about three months. And then we can go in and repopulate the gut with spore-based probiotics. Uh So that way they can proliferate, get into the gut, fix the leaky gut. So there's no LPS issues going back to the brain and Uh the skin. So we're going to see our skin clear up. We're going to see beautiful skin emerge, our hair and nails healthier our mental fog and our moodiness start to diminish. The mm-hmm. anxiety diminishes because that's all coming from, from cortisol, um, cortisol receptors being blocked. And all of that's gonna start getting better over the course of three, four, five months. Well, you're almost helping someone understand their internal body has caused your body to become stressed. It has. How do we change that to now over time over three and, and I like three months. It's just, that's my window normally to tell someone give yourself the physiological change at time to now become your default as healthy versus where you were before. Right. You mentioned to the cravings. Is the cravings more taste, more psychological, or what do you think the ta- what the cravings come from? Cravings are largely coming from the bad bacteria in your gut. Good. Okay. They are sending a signal directly to your brain to give them more of what they want to proliferate. Mm-hmm. So, but so that's why fighting against them is so hard. Mm -hmm. It feels like an addict, like trying to get off of cocaine, right? Or whatever, heroin. I I don't know. I don't want to do that again. I've never done it the first time. I've never done any of those. So I don't really, I don't know, but, um, but that's why, right? So if Mm -hmm. we can, when we start shifting that gut microbiome so that the good bacteria are more in charge than the bad bacteria, those cravings just naturally fall away. And wouldn't it be nice not to have to fight against yourself? Because every time we're fighting against ourselves, we start beating ourselves up for why can other people do this and not me? What's wrong with me? What's so what's so bad? I, I can't get right. And there's such negative talk that goes in that we keep doing this round and round and round on the hamster wheel. And the more negative thoughts we have about ourselves, the faster they show up, the faster they come, because our our neurology is wrapping myelin around those neurons mm-hmm. so that now that that it's like a bandwidth right yep so the more myelin we have wrapped around a neuron the faster a signal goes and so the more often we are thinking those negative thoughts about ourselves that they eventually become so fast that we don't even notice them anymore almost your subconscious that becomes the fast one versus versus the hey but this worked for you yeah but i have this i have this it just almost becomes your default all the time exactly Wow. And it becomes wow. your crutch. And then you're a victim to just your gut. 
So that's that's how I would I would keep somebody on their medication until they didn't need it anymore because the spore based probiotics mm -hmm. and then using the specific prebiotic that helps those spore probiotics grow, that will eventually make them more insulin sensitive. Good. What's that, that with the diet? Sensitive. What yeah. is that? How would you define that for a little person for insulin sens sensitivity? So your diabetes is coming from insulin resistance. Your body mm -hmm. is no longer making enough, right? To keep up with what you're doing. So it's a twofold thing. We, we decrease the habit of eating so many processed carbs. We increase the, the fibrous carbs, all the fruits and veggies and all of that stuff that mm -hmm. the good bacteria in our gut needs. And then we start replacing that and getting more good bacteria in there so that that way, because the insulin sensitivity starts in your gut. So the more sensitive we are to our to the insulin that's that is being produced, the lower our blood sugar is going to go. The more manageable it's going to become, and then we're off the medication. You're almost training the the gut to not need that insulin as much, and allowing your body now to re-regulate. We call it basically homeostasis, you know, and it allows your body now to re-regulate over a period of time, so that that ice cream cake you don't need that every day. Yeah. And not only that, but it doesn't look that appetizing anymore. Mm. I remember when a couple of years ago, I, I loved Diet Cokes, loved them. It was like water to me, right? Yeah. And I started reading stuff. I'm like, this isn't good for you. This is toxic. And so, so over a month period, I'm like, I'm not going to do Diet Coke. I'm not, I'm not going to hold off on anything. I had a little bit of one, like a 30 days later. I'm like, this tastes, this can't be right. This is normal at all. <laughs> but, it, but it took the body time to adjust to not want that taste, that flavor, that, that need. Now that now that's an interesting thing that you're bringing up because artificial mm -hmm. sweeteners can trigger that that sugar on your palate, that need for sugar again. Mm -hmm. So it becomes like the gateway drug back to slipping back into needing mm -hmm. all of those sugary um, foods again. So if you're somebody that really has strong sugar cravings, I would definitely recommend not having artificial sweeteners. Stevia is fine, mm -hmm. right? All of the the monk fruit things are fine, but the actual like, um, Splenda yeah. and I know, right. Yeah, the, the, grill, like all the, of those. Packets, the yellow one, anything like those colors are just, but the stevia is something that where it's simple, right? It still gives you that sugar uh, flavor without the artificial where it makes your body overall how chemically actually change. Right. Right. It's a natural plant extract. So Easy. Where, fact, is it from you, Columbia? Where is it from originally? I don't remember. I don't actually know. I never bothered to look into it. I just know right. that if you have a little too much of it, it gives you quite a strong aftertaste. And then you're like, whoa, whoa. Oh, wait I a know. second. In a, in a way that the other ones don't, right? Mm -hmm. If you have too much Splenda, it just tastes sweet. But yeah. Stevia goes like over the top in sweetness pretty quickly. Like there's a tipping point with that stuff where you go, okay, now I can't even drink it. It's so sweet. Yeah. Which I think is a good thing. Well, I think a lot of is when, once you find, okay, I'm using this instead, like you said, going from, um, say, say desserts to French fries, you're giving someone a bridge. Okay, is that okay? Then let's go to here, 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 here. And also they realize, hey, I don't want that anymore. What happened? Right. Plus, so psychologically, you know? knowing that you can have French fries mm -hmm. is like, oh, well, that's a good trade-off. I don't need an ice cream. Mm -hmm. I get to have French fries. It's like, because <laughs> most people think when they get started, this is an interesting one that goes back to that, mm -hmm. that first question that you asked yeah. too. When they get started, they're going to have to give up all these things that they've enjoyed. So they feel like, ah, once I get started, it's going to be a restriction. And then mm -hmm. they get started with me and I'm like, they're like, French fries? I'm like, yeah. You need yeah. some carbs, right? Mm -hmm. If you want them in French fries, have them in French fries. If you want them in 
if you want it in bread, I guess have it in bread. But I don't know if you're yeah. me, I screw bread. I want French fries. This is America. We have French fries everywhere. Right? I want my potato <laughs> chips. I don't need bread. Bread doesn't taste like anything. And you'd mentioned your business that kind of exploded during this, these pandemic times, COVID times. Yeah. How have you helped people who have, for example, become sick and may have, say, now breathing issues, or now they have other things that have become secondary from either having COVID or secondary symptoms and conditions? Uh, what What's the best way to, to have you help them through the last, say, couple of years? Sorry, my little guy's like, hello. hi, I want to say hi. Hello, hello. <laughs> Xander. Good morning, He's good my morning. Three and a half year old. He's Got a little stuffy nose when he's home from school. Awesome. Um, I know, Bubba. I'll be off in just a few minutes. So <laughs> your question was, how do I help them when they have the breathing issues and all of those things? Yeah. Coming back slowly, one of my clients, she has a mm. pretty rare neurological condition. I'm going to have her on my podcast to talk about it here in another Good. couple of weeks. But she got vaccinated and then ha was hospitalized with myocarditis. Okay. And so it's been a slower recovery for her to come back, but it's, but I have her on a heart rate monitor. So we know, she knows what her parameters are and we just come back very slowly. We start one mm -hmm. thing at a time, walking in water. Then mm -hmm. once walking in water is in place and we're okay there and we don't have any heart issues or breathing issues. Now we can get on the bike and go kind of slow. Once we're going kind of slow then we can just gradually gradually ramp up the pace and make sure that we're okay but it's really just retraining your body from the ground up all over again if you have mm -hmm. some of those long-term issues most of my clients that have had covid don't seem to have any lingering issues mm -hmm. she was the only one that really got it and i think it was just because she had already had some stuff going on that made her yes. more vulnerable to to the effects of of the vaccine yeah. But everybody yeah. else seems to be okay. Yeah. I've had people who come in and they were even in their twenties and thirties, especially this last year, hospitalized for two, three weeks because they couldn't breathe. They're three months in, their breathing is still about 70, 80%. They're trying to get back into it. So like you mentioned too quickly mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, boom, they have a relapse. Yes. So you've got to go slow. Anything, I guess, <clears throat> I guess probiotic wise or nutrition wise or supplement wise, you'd recommend someone who's going through some of that? Uh, definitely. The probiotics are going to help because they're going to shore up your immune system. They're going to seal up the leaky gut mm -hmm. that is probably exacerbating it. Most people have a leaky gut of some type. I don't know very many people that have really taken a huge interest in gut health. And so until I've come to that, until, until they've hit me, they're like, oh, okay, now this all makes sense. I can get and get back in into the swing of things and get healthy again. But um, yeah, your immune system is gonna get stronger when that leaky gut is is tightened up. Good. So that so we're not, we don't have these macronutrients escaping that's causing our immune system to go attack those and leave us vulnerable to the viruses that are at the gate, so to mm -hmm. speak. One of my clients in 2016, she was the first one that was like a really big, um, she had a lot going on. I remember, because I was waiting to in line to vote that day. Okay. So it was the election day in 2016. And she called me and she said, I'm afraid because my triglycerides are really, really high. I have this, these, my liver enzymes are out of whack. She had non-alcoholic fatty liver. The doctors were thinking that she might have an autoimmune disorder, that she was pre-diabetic. And she goes, I don't want to be on any of these medications. Allie, help me. What do I do? I said, take this probiotic, follow my meal plan go work out, follow my workouts. Mm -hmm. 
And 10 weeks later, when she got tested again, triglycerides were down, cholesterol was down, no autoimmune, no prediabetes, liver enzymes were were coming back into normal range. They weren't there yet, but everything else had really fallen back in line within three months. When I like that you use blood work, really, okay, pre and post, where are you? Where are you now? So you've Mm -hmm. actually, they can see it's from a layperson's perspective that numbers are changing. They're getting to a better range, yes. at a lower range where they should be. Yes. That's great. How else do we know without some data? That, it doesn't make sense. You can't. I mean, that's, I, I, so, I, look at, I look at back the life insurance, right? With life insurance policies, they won't do a life insurance policy unless you had, especially higher amounts, blood work done, mm-hmm. lifestyle. Do you smoke? Do you drink? What do you do in your free time? It, it's everything to take the risk of someone dying why not take that information to get someone to live a better quality of life? Right. Again, it's one of those things where people don't usually pay attention to mm-hmm. pleasure. They pay attention to pain. Mm-hmm. And so what it, what is kind of sad to me is that I feel like as a society, we gen, we generally just run away from all the different pain points all around us all the time, mm-hmm. rather than managing that and starting for, with a proactive approach they go to just a com- complete defense all the time. Like, why don't we stop for a second, devise a proactive game plan so that you're not on, you're not running around on defense all the time, trying to, you know, whack-a-mole, play whack-a-mole with all the pain <laughs> points, right? Step away from the game and like make your own game. Well, I think a lot of people sometimes they watch the media too much. And and I live Ooh. in a tunnel. I, I kind of keep everything calm down, which is take this for pain. So your doctor, if you have this. Versus, hey, go and live a healthy lifestyle. Because they took that drug, it's not even go dance now. It's just you're trying to go, okay, how do you get from, okay, I'm out of pain, I'm out of that. Now, how do I maintain the healthy lifestyle so it doesn't become a problem? People, and we are here, and obviously we can do it normally, but I was telling someone earlier, the reason is we don't have billions of dollars like pharmaceutical companies do to promote all this other social media. Yes. How do we make Not, o- not only that, but it's just, it's not as profitable to, to keep somebody healthy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been a chiropractor for how long? Uh, 20, um, 20 years. So you've seen the, you've seen your own industry change from oh. being the redheaded stepchild to, mm-hmm. to be accepted by mm-hmm. insurance companies. It is. That it is. was yep. huge. Mm-hmm. Right. And now, it's, and now it's more us getting the word out there more of, okay, yeah, we're out of pain. How do we stay healthy? How do we stay strong? How do we stay happy? How do we optimize doing this? The, the right things like yourself by saying, Hey, look, mm-hmm. go talk to Allie figure out your plan for you to get yourself overall healthy. And, and like I said, maintain that quality of life, not just get there and okay, now I'm good. That's right. And guys like you are really important. All the chiropractors and all the natural practitioners are hugely important in helping me maintain that beautiful health for our clients. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty good scoliosis myself, have since I was a kid. So I've always seen a okay. chiropractor. Okay. If I don't go every two weeks, I got rib heads popping out. I, I'm in pain. <laughs> and I tell people, you don't have to go, but your life will be more exciting if you didn't come. Let's make your life good so you don't have that excitement. And that's one thing with, with you and me too. It's a lot of it is our job, yes, I'm a chiropractor. But number one job is really to be the health educator first. Yes. And then my services if needed. So yes. a lot of what you do too, you're actually almost walking someone out of take care of their own body. Giving yes. them the, the, I want to say the science behind it enough so they can get, they, they'd be dangerous. Mm-hmm. And that way they can actually, okay, now we know what's going on inside. How do I get, now I have the quality, the information now to change and take that action. That's right. And maintain it. 
And that's where the that's where the app that that I built really comes into play is helping them maintain it at a really in a cost effective way. Because hiring a personal trainer is for three or four, five, six days a week workouts mm -hmm. would be like a mortgage payment. And, and basically you going and meeting with their schedule. Sometimes they can't go. If they get sick, them get sick. Then all of a sudden you're you get so not. That's just, it yeah. makes it that the compliance will be a lot lower when your someone has to be in with somebody all the time. That's right. Good. That's right. Good. And then as we end the show now, Ali, again, it's phenomenal. It helped me understand a couple of things too, is what's your takeaways from today's talk? Anything I had missed or something you want to kind of emphasize from today's talk? Oh, no, I think that you're absolutely a fabulous host. This has been wonderful. I really appreciate it. I love the way our conversation flowed and, and went down the rabbit holes of, of health and even touched on some of the COVID stuff that's happened with people. Um, yeah, COVID was, I think, was a great thing for a great motivator. Yep. Mm -hmm. Not a great mm -hmm. thing. A great motivator for the country because too many people had been asleep about their health for too long. And so there's one thing that became abundantly clear. It's that everybody really does care about their health. Now, the way they approach it are not everyone's approaching it the same way, but but their health is very important to them. And if there's anything that I would really encourage people to do is to jump on jump on the health and fitness train mm -hmm. before you have major issues to deal with. Good. Do it, Good. do it now. Do That's it now before it's too late. Thinking back on that too is when you do it now, even if you get sick, your recovery is a lot faster. So much faster. And, you'll, so much and faster. you know exactly what they do to get there or and have coaches like yourself to help you get there faster too. That's right. All right. Well, yeah. put all your links in my show notes. Phenomenal. Always great. Bod by Ali, correct? Bye bye, Ali Cavins. Bye, Ali. Right. And take care of your family. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it.